Hey, hey, welcome to the Culture Center Classroom Podcast, a space for educators looking to step into their power by creating a classroom environment and lessons that affirm, welcome, and celebrate all their students through instruction. I'm your host, Jocelyn Hubbard, an educator, teacher coach, wife, mother to five children, and your partner on this journey of creating culture-centered classrooms. Let's jump into the episode. Today, let's talk about culture. It's a word that is at the heart of this podcast, culture. It's a word that honestly is important for you and me to break down and understand in order to truly have intentional conversations in this space. You know, it's it's amazing to me how one word can shift an atmosphere. One word can change a life. One word has so much impact. Think about it. When you hear the word yes or accepted versus no or rejected, those words carry weight. They change lives. One word can mean many things to one person, or it can mean one thing to several people. Today, we're talking about our word, the word culture. It is one power-packed word with several definitions. Now, as an English teacher, I'm going to go ahead and reference both the denotation or the dictionary definition and the connotation, okay? (laughs) So when I think about the word culture, I imagine a network of all the individual pieces that make up a person's life story. I think of the cultural traditions and beliefs and practices of different people that make our world beautiful. I think of comfort, cozy, and safe. But I also think of new, intriguing, and awe-inspiring. What do you think of when you hear the word culture? Many times when I ask teachers, like when I'm doing um, a training session, I ask them, what is culture? The first three responses are typically race, ethnicity, religion. Then food, music, and clothes trickle in somewhere around there. Is that what you think of when you hear the word culture? Race, religion, ethnicity, food, music, clothes? Well, according to Merriam-Webster, culture is the customary beliefs, social forms, and material traits of racial, religious, or, or, or a social group. So yes, race, religion, those are definitely a part of it. But... Culture is also the set of shared attitudes, values, goals, and practices that characterizes an institution or organization. Okay, okay. Now we're starting to dive a little deeper, and we haven't even talked about food, music, or clothes. Values and attitudes, those things are all intangible aspects of culture. Culture is also the set of values, conventions, or social practices associated with a particular field activity, or societal characteristic. Aw, shucky-ducky, as my dad would say, okay? Let's hold on here. So a particular field. Well, let's just talk about the field of education since that's, that's you know, where we are. That's our space. What values, what, what social practices have been established in the field of education? 
what 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 values and social practices what conventions do our students walk into every single time they walk through the through the doors when they walk through the front door of the school and then when they walk through the front door of our classroom what does it feel like ooh what does it feel like for parents for guardians for caretakers who are not in the field of education when they walk into the school when they walk into the classroom Mm, we'll talk about that on another episode. <laughs> now, culture is also the integrated pattern of human knowledge, belief, and behavior that depends upon the capacity for learning and transmitting knowledge to succeeding generations. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. It's also enlightenment and excellence of taste acquired by intellectual and aesthetic training. It is also acquaintance with and taste in fine arts, humanities, and broad aspects of science as distinguished from vocational and technical skills. And then finally, it is the act or process of cultivating living material, such as a bacteria or virus, in prepared nutrient media. Now, there were there were more definitions, but these were the ones that, that I wanted to pull because I wanted you to see the diversity even in the definition of culture. It's not just what we typically think of. It is so much more. And that is, I think, one of the things, like I said, that um, a word can mean many things to one person or it can mean one thing to many, but it can also mean many things to many people. And that's what we run into when we hear the word culture. When we start to think about the word culture, many people lean more on the connotation versus the denotation. And I'm not necessarily saying that necessarily saying that one is good or bad, right? But we need both of those to have a full definition of the word culture, especially when we are thinking about the culture of ourselves as educators and how that impacts our practices. And when we are thinking about the culture of our students, and how that impacts them as learners. So running back to this definition here, okay, because there are so many things that impact even the way we think about the definition of culture. So uh, let's just let's just pull this one definition that says acquaintance with and taste in fine arts, humanities, and broad aspects of science as distinguished by vocational and technical skills. Well, hmm, for myself, the vocational and technical skills that I have might be quite different from the ones that you have. And so for me, fine arts might be one thing, whereas fine arts might be something else to you. And then fine arts will be something completely and totally different when you and I are maybe sitting in a classroom together as students and we're talking to our teacher who is reading from a curriculum that is primarily uh, dictated and designed by those that have been elevated into power. And so then they are the ones that essentially dictate what fine arts, humanities, and all these broad aspects of science even look like or how they show up in the curriculum what is acceptable, right? So understanding this definition of culture and really sitting with it is so important. It's so, so important. But I do like this definition 
that Merriam-Webster's dictionary provides because like I said, it's, I feel like it's, it's, um, it, it really kind of embodies a more complete definition and it allows for a fuller understanding and for opportunities for conversation. So again, I would, I would highly encourage you to go look up the word culture, go look it up, sit with it for a minute and, and really start to, to wrestle with that definition. Now, I do also just want to kind of clear up um, a misconception just real quick before we before we continue. Just because all of your students identify the same way racially does not mean they are culturally the same. Okay, let me say this another way. All of your students are culturally diverse regardless of racial, ethnic, or religious similarities. They are all culturally diverse. You can create a culture-centered, culturally responsive, diverse, and inclusive classroom, even if all of your students are white, or if they're all black, or if they are all um, students who identify as Muslim, or if they are all Hispanic, you can still create a diverse, welcoming, and inclusive classroom, okay? Just because students um, all identify the same in one category does not mean that they are all the same in every category. Let me say that again for my friends in the back, okay? All in one category does not mean all in every category. I have so many friends that I feel like I am very similar with in a lot of ways, but we are also so different in many other ways. And because culture is tangible and intangible, that really helps us to, to, to think about the why behind the what. Why do I act the way that I do? Why do I value the things that I value? Why do I show up? the way that I do as an educator. And then for my students, why do they show up the way they do as, as learners? So culture is, you know, it, it is, it's the why behind the what. Culture is the how and sometimes the when. Culture is, it's the key to understanding our students. It, it is the key to creating classrooms where students thrive because they do not need to hide who they are in order to be accepted and included and valued. Culture is the key to designing lessons that bring about learning that can be applied for a lifetime, lifetime learning. Okay, boom, let me drop a little bit of alliteration. Lifetime learning. I don't know about you, but when I was an educator, when I was, no, I'm still an educator. Good gracious. When I, when I was still a classroom teacher, okay, so there's another little piece of my story. Seed, when, when I was still a classroom teacher, one of the, the major goals that I set for myself was to make sure that I was creating experiences that would help my students see the value in learning for a lifetime. Culture is the key to differentiation. It's the key to personalized learning and social emotional stability and authentic relationship building and I mean, dot, 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 you, you fill in the blank. So many opportunities, so many possibilities. Our students' culture impacts who they are as learners. 
culture impacts the way our students engage with the content and it impacts how they engage with their classmates. You know how I know? I read this super lengthy article. Nope, 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 let me, let me not even say that. Yes, I've read tons of articles. I've, I've done lots of research, okay? I've got my bachelor's, I've got my master's, I've got additional certifications. I've read a ton of other journal, journal articles and, and I've done the work, okay? I've done the work, but, but you know how I know? I know because I have lived in this experience. And so have you. So here's what I mean. I want you to stop for a second and think about yourself as a student. When you first started school, you were more than likely dressed in clothes that your guardian selected. I know I was, I had these two little pigtails and I had this blue dress on. Okay, I'm thinking about when I started kindergarten, I had this blue dress on, I thought I was so cute. And this had, it had a white collar. I had these two pigtails with these red ribbons in my hair. And um, I don't remember this, but my mom always says that I had a little briefcase because I was going to school to do work. Hmm. So what type of cultural expectations and norms and values were placed on education and learning in my household that would that would allow me to to step on the school bus? To step into the classroom carrying a briefcase. So, OK, so let me just ask a couple questions. When you started. When you started school, did you know how to read and write? Why? Who, who taught you? What about lunch? Did you pack a lunch? Was it in a brown bag or was it, you know, in that like plastic sort of lunch tote material? Or did you buy your lunch in the cafeteria? Did you ride the bus or were you driven by the aforementioned guardian? Did you attend after school care? How many times did you switch schools? Did you move from state to state? Did you primarily speak a different language at home than you did at school? Were you rewarded for quote unquote good grades? And how were you rewarded? Okay, okay. I think you get the point. These are great questions to start to dive into and to, and to really think about. As a teacher, you know that your students' culture their home life, their experiences dictated by socioeconomic status, the number of siblings they have, their religious beliefs, friend groups, all those things, all of those things impact who they are as students because these things impacted you as a student. They impacted you. Start with you and build. Before we ever enter a school building, we begin to understand our worth and our place in this world according to XYZ standards. We understand the value of education. Some value it more highly, some less. We understand how we are expected to interact with different types of adults in different situations. Once we enter school, we see how the things that we were taught to value outside of school line up with whatever teacher, principal, or textbook says are valuable. We then have to decide to engage or disengage or to what level we're gonna engage. And then we also have to choose 
um, whether we want to segment our school learning from life learning. Do they really connect to each other? Do I care about this because it's going to help me in life? Where, where do I see the connection? So now school plus culture equals another podcast episode, okay? <laughs> but for real, but for real, but for real. School culture is a real thing that often collides with a student's authentic culture. School culture often viciously dejects authentic culture. It, it attempts to snuff out authentic culture and force it to assimilate to the thinking of those in power. Ooh, that word power. Now that's going to be another word we have to break down. So seriously, 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 seriously. Thinking about power and culture and how those two things collide in the schoolhouse. So what I would like for you to start thinking about first is, is your own culture. Think about if you were able to, to show up as your authentic self in school. Did you see your authentic self represented in the textbooks, in the library books, in the school celebrations, in the school appointed days off? Did you? Was there, was there room for your authentic culture? And then I want you to think about your students. Are they able to be their authentic selves and, and display and live in a space of comfort because their authentic selves will not be dejected? Now, here's, here's a hard question. Here's a, here's, a, here's a challenging question. Are you, as the classroom teacher, whether knowingly or unknowingly, are you perpetuating a system that is snuffing out the authentic culture of your students in favor of one of two things, your own cultural beliefs and understandings or the cultural beliefs and understandings of the current power structure? Culture. One word, one word with the power to shift the atmosphere in your classroom. One word that can change lives because children feel comfortable to be themselves. One word with major impact. Well, I've just got to say thank you for joining me on today's episode. And the next step is to head on over to customteachingsolutions.com where you can grab a free resource that I have created just for you. It's called the Culture Centered Classroom Success Kit, and it is perfect for helping you get started with creating your culturally responsive lessons today. All right, I would love to also hear what you thought about today's episode. So subscribe, drop a comment or a review, and oh, don't forget to let your friends know about this podcast, okay? Let's connect on Instagram, LinkedIn, all the social places. And I'll talk to you soon, friend.